you tried to really that. trip me up there, okay, didn't okay, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's hey, up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We got a doozy for you. Um, you guys Holy have to. It's, it's a little bit longer episode, but you have to stick it's, around to the end. Have yes. to stick around to like the last forty five minutes. We go out like yes, we get heavy into COVID, but then it takes a whole all other... of our hearts got yeah, touched just, on a like, level that doesn't happen on the regular. Yeah, it yep. doesn't. So yep. this is like powerful, one, like definitely one of the most, if not the most powerful episodes yes. we've, we've we've had so far. So stick around to the end. But in the meantime, if you guys want to support the show, uh, you can go to truesell.org forward slash donate for any value for value donations. We've got crypto, we got Cash App, PayPal, all that stuff. You know, any contributions to the show helps the True Train chug along. So it is all very much appreciated. Yeah, certainly. Um. If you want a rockin' Truezilla t-shirt, uh, go to truezilla.org forward slash shirts. Oh, we do. Um, oh, we do. This yeah. one so this is one of the old school. This is, this is one of the original, original. Uh, hoodies. Yep, so hoodie with the logo. Hard. Yep. Yeah. yep, it's almost hoodie season, folks. So I mean, go, go get yourself a truth. It is hoodie season, so go get it yourself a Truezilla hoodie and represent in your communities, all right? Now, the show can't go on without our friends over at Truth TRS, okay? Truth TRS. TrueTRS.com is where you get your heavy metal detox spray. It's like the best stuff in the world. Yeah. Just uh, you spray a, few, a couple times a day, five sprays total, and it just eliminates all the heavy metals that have accumulated in your body out through your elimination channels, as they say. Like you sweat it out, pee it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that stuff accumulates. It accumulates. Yeah. And all yeah. the stuff, that they're, all the shit they're spraying, you know, all the stuff that's like in the, the shots from the child, the shots that we took as children and just everything, man. Like all the environmental all the food. stuff. I mean, they, oh, the food's aluminum, a aluminum's big aluminum's one. everywhere. Yeah. Aluminum's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got it. I mean, even if you, you do a regular detox, yeah. you almost need just to maintain, you need something yeah. to help mm-hmm. flush this shit out. Mm-hmm. Totally. So yeah, truthtrs.com. Follow them also on Instagram. They've got awesome memes. Um, if you have any questions, you can hit them up on there. Uh, and they, they have testimonials and stuff on the Instagram page. It's really cool. Uh, just definitely, definitely recommend it. Like give it a shot, you know, try it for like a couple months, three months. Yeah. Try it for three months. And it's like, usually the regimen they say is about six months, but try it for like two I, months, like one month. I, I one just month feel that like, you'll, yeah, come you'll back. Feel give, it. Yeah, you'll see it. Month, There'll be like, something different. Yeah. Like you'll be on point, sharp, quick. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah it's amazing. It's so anyway, truththeorist.com guys. Uh, also can't go anywhere without our friend Cody. Cody's crystals on Instagram. C O D at C O D Y S underscore crystals. Uh, he's got the best crystals and gems out in the business. You know, as we get to uh, Halloween here, you're going to want one of those crystal skulls. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah those are pretty the fire, swords, actually. The, the ones crystal that... swords. Oh, oh, I yeah. didn't see those. I think. Am I are there? No, you're probably swords, right. Swords. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, Cody. Cody's crystals, Instagram. Uh, give him a follow. Tell him Super Truthzilla sent you. Check out his live streams and all that good stuff. So, all right. Uh Add your little spiel. Oh, you know, um, and please don't forget to like, share, yes, and subscribe. Yes, you know, we yes. want those five star reviews because yep. you know we got a we got a battle against Antifa who attacked yeah. us a little Antifa's bit there. So, the uh, are they still? No, they oh. they've they've chilled out. You know, okay. but uh, since yeah. ever since uh, ever since I lost yeah. my job and all the Antifa pieces of shit that worked there <laughs> started coming on our Facebook page and everything. Like, so now yeah, like, so, so give us those five star yeah, reviews, five star you know, that really helps us uh, fight the algorithms yep. who Tell are a not trying to help us. Tell a friend about the show. That's your mission this week. Yes. Tell a friend about the show. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Enjoy. I know. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. Hello. Our Yo. guest today has been with us since the beginning of the Truthzilla journey. Yeah. He is one of the first passengers on the Truth Train and has been offering all kinds of love and support from Australia for the last year and a half. We've had many conversations and wanted to bring him on to offer his perspective to the rest of the Truthzilla Mind Militia. Pedro, thank you so much for being here and welcome hey, hey. to the show. <laughs> it's my pleasure, guys. Uh, Our awesome. pleasure. Wow. So good to like finally meet you with your face and be able to talk to you and everything. Yep. Um, yeah. What a, uh, so a special uh, treat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. uh, we, we've enjoyed the messages for sure. Um, but I think, you know, especially, um, with the state of the world, I think, um, all of us are very <laughs> curious, just like what it's like to actually be in Australia. Cause we, what we hear on, yeah, well, what we hear in the alternate media channels, you know, and well, there's there's the two sides. There's you don't really hear much from your regular media, mm -hmm. but in the alternate media, it sounds like it is just you know locked down and uh, it's just it's terrible. Yeah. So, but I I want to hear boots on the ground. What's it like in Australia right now? Oh, well, it's a shit fight to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm lucky. I live sort of away from the big cities in yeah. a little country sort of community. So it's not so bad around me, but once I go into town to do the shopping and stuff, it's mask up, it's the code things everywhere we go, you know, it's um, pretty full on. You get, But everyone I talk to, the people I talk to in Sydney, Melbourne, places like that, like they're, it's hectic. It, mm. it, it's backwards down there. It's crazy. We're not so bad here. Um, we are still in lockdown, but mm. I'm, I work, so I'm out every day anyway. So it's not as bad for me as it is for a lot of other people, but it is just crazy, crazy times. Um, is there so, any, well, go ahead. well, I just wanted to follow up that, you know, you said the code things, is that like the QR codes or? Like, yeah, the QR codes. So can yeah. you explain how that, how that works for, for our listeners and whatnot? Uh, so pretty much everywhere you go, whether it's a shop or just a building, Anywhere, if you go to a, a motel, um, there's a there's a little thing stuck to the door with a code on it, and you've got to scan your phone, and it come pops up on the phone says, you know, Pedro, you were here at such and such a time, and then when I leave, I'm meant to log out of that. So then, wow. when someone goes to that, say that shop, and they say get a positive test, then everyone that went to that shop during that time period gets a notification from the government to say you need to test and isolate. Wow. Wow, man. That's Obviously I don't code in anywhere. I was oh, gonna say, okay. so you can so you can still it's not like the doors to the shops don't open if you scan like if you don't scan. You can still get in? No, they you can still get in. They try and stop you and they ask for evidence that you've scanned in. What me and Jolene did was the first time we went to the shop, like the grocery shop, I scanned in and then, so I got the green tick and then we just took a screenshot of it. And um, so every time we go there now, we pretend to scan in and then just show them the green tick on the phone. So we don't actually 
uh, sure. log in. Yeah. So there's a, a way around it, but that's still insane that they want to track every single human. I mean, I think that that's kind of been one of the uh, goals of this entire agenda is to track and trace every human on the planet. But it seems like uh, <laughs> Australia has been uh, kind of the testing bed for all of this, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think eventually. Well, they're, they're talking now, they're bringing out an app that's, um, they, if, if you're meant to be isolated, they will send you a text. And then you have 15 minutes to reply to say with a photo to say that it's you and you are where you're meant to be. Yeah, I heard about that. Have they rolled that out yet? I heard that's like not in my soon? state. Okay, yeah, it's coming so, soon. Yeah. So it's in other states though. They've already rolled it out. I think it's in South Australia. Yeah. Wow, that's what? so insane, dude. I mean, I, I, we've heard a lot about that. Now, one thing I've I've always kind of questioned though too is, um, so now. You guys, you're on lockdown, but does that mean, are you, you said like when you go to the grocery store, what, what are the restrictions? Are you allowed to go out? Is there a curfew or are you, do you have to be on the way to work? Are they tracking? Yeah. Wherever I am, uh, it's not as bad as in Sydney where all the, they call it the hot spots. Um, it's not as bad. We do have a few people that have tested positive and things like that. Uh, so most of the shops, like the retail shops, they're all closed and you can only go to the groceries. Mm. Uh, the bank, I think, is another one. And um, believe it or not, the bottle shop, you can no. go and, oh, you can go and buy that. grog, but you can't go and get a haircut. Yeah, you know? so, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, it, it, it is locked down for the majority of people that can't, that, you know, worked in the, in the um, retail shops. I'm a driver, so I'm out and about okay. anyway. Um, I'm up and down the coast, you know, doing doing my thing. What a, what, but I'm supposed to I'm supposed to code in everywhere I go, and I'm supposed to wear a mask everywhere I go. I haven't yeah. done either. Good, ever. Yeah. Good. What, yeah, you've been saying that you don't wear a mask at all. That's great. Yeah, no. sorry. Go ahead. Go Sorry, uh, I was just curious. So, like, what about like out of doors activities? Like, what about parents taking their kids? on walks or to parks or to the beach they, like what about well, they they closed down all the skate parks they closed down the national park they the national parks open back up now and you can exercise with one other person for one hour a day and that's outside is but, it there's no there's no gyms that's or anything. outside there's that's no gyms outside. right no gyms no and so they're basically not you're not allowed to be outside your house is that basically what it is is that well, yes and no. Yeah. So you, you're not supposed to, unless you have a reason, like going to the get your groceries, going to get petrol, uh, going to work. If you're an essential worker, you're allowed outside of the house. Otherwise, you're meant to stay at home. Okay. Because oh, I've, I mean, one thing we've talked to, like people across the world and stuff. You know, like uh, we talked to Matt Raymer, who's in uh, Southeast Asia, and he said, you know, if you were to look at the the restrictions they put on where I'm at. Like you would say, this place is just totally tyrannical, crazy. But if you actually live here, really, people just don't follow a lot of these mandates. So it's not mm. it's not as bad as you think. So a lot of it's um, the illusion. Right. And I'm yep. wondering how yep. I mean, and I'm sure there's probably like Australia's, you know, uh, uh, larger countries. There's probably places that are different variations of that. But um, exactly. but in, in the city, is it is it pretty, pretty harsh? Yeah. You're spot on there, Ed. It's um when when it comes to the different areas, mm -hmm. you know we're lucky. Like I, out my back door, there's a there's a big soccer oval, and um, all of our local community kind of don't give a fuck. You know, they yeah. everyone just turns up there and walks the dogs and 
kids are out playing, riding the bikes, and everyone just sort of talks. No one's masked up or anything. And then we go 15 minutes towards the city centre and it starts to get worse and worse the, the deeper you get into the to the city parts, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I went to the shop. I went and did some grocery shopping the other day and because I just walked straight past the girl who was checking the, the code, walked around the whole shop, did my groceries without a mask on, everyone giving me the death stares and yep. stuff. And the security guard was waiting for me at the end of the checkout when I come out, you know. And he's like, you, you're not masked up? I said, no. Why would I be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, and he's like, it's the law. Yeah, no, it's not, buddy. You know, you need <laughs> to learn the law. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we stood there and he, and he said, you're making a scene. I said, you're the one making a scene. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm just doing my groceries. I'd be at home by now if you didn't stop me. No, yep. I'm already out of here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so there's things like that are happening. Um, I don't give a shit. I just keep doing my thing, and uh, none. Of, I'm I'm not bound down to any of the masks, yes, any yeah. of the codes, none of that. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of people are, are starting to get that way. Good. Yeah. Finally, yeah. Um, it's taken a long time, and it's and I think it's because <laughs> when when it first started, it was like oh the doctors and the nurses and mandatory vaccines, blah blah blah, and um, so it wasn't affecting everybody, but now it's uh, the construction industry and, yeah. you know, it's getting more and more and more. So people are like, well, hang on a minute. This is getting closer Close to, to affect home. me. Yeah. I, I don't like this anymore. And <laughs> they're slowly waking from their slumber. Yeah. And I, I mean, back in bloody February, March last year, I said, started talking about the vaccine passports, yep. you know, and all that type of stuff. And everyone thought I was crazy. Yep. And I'm saying, well, I'm a prophet now, aren't I? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I well, think, good. No, I was, I was, um, so I wonder, and your, your story of the grocery store kind of puts a little perspective on it, but like, um, you know, how much of this is just the, the people actually buying in and enforcing this or is it like, and you know, we've seen videos of like the, you know, uh, police in Australia, like really enforcing this mm -hmm. stuff is the law enforcement mm -hmm. on this. Is this really, yeah. is it just the people that the law enforcement is that's my biggest fear here is like that we lose our law enforcement to this. Right. Oh, like, and I, some yeah. of them it's, it, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't, the ones I have any connection to seem like good people to me and they, they I don't think they stand for the things, but will they cower when this is when this agenda is pushed through? And I, it seems like what we're seeing out of Australia is yes, they will. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah the, the cops are pretty full on. Um, mm -hmm. we've, we've got the freedom rally this afternoon that yeah. we're going to go into and, um, we're expecting a bit of trouble there because the, the police have already come out and said, nobody turn up. We'll be out in force. Um, so the the footage that you've seen, like they bashing women and stuff, yeah. you know, holding holding them down on the ground for not having a mask on. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck is going on in this world? Yeah, it, just breathing fresh air, and it, you know you've got to be one and a half meters apart, you, and all this kind of crap, and and then they'll just get on top of you and basically strangle you because you haven't got a mask on. Well, and then their masks are falling down and stuff. Yeah. it's just. It's it's brutal the way that the police are doing it. Like it's, again, luckily where I live in our little coastal community, it's the cops will drive past every now and again, but they don't do much. Sure. So when you get into the cities, that it's yeah. and and you know we're driving into the city today because we're we're supposed to be in lockdown in our local areas. 
So you can't go five kilometres past where you live. So to go into this rally today, Jolene and I will be way out of our, our local area. Okay. Uh, so we won't be taking ID, phones or anything with us because if they know that we're out of there, we'll get arrested and, wow. and fined. I think the fine's 500 Wow. $500 um, just to be out of your area. God. And they'll, then they'll whack on the, the no mask and the no social distancing and all the other fines. So, And you bring up an interesting point there, though, too, is you leave your phone. Now, are, are Australians required to have phones because, like, they have the new app where you're supposed to use the facial mm. recognition software? Like, I mean, it seems yeah, like the easy supposed... solution to just be like, ditch the phone. Like, okay, they can't yeah. really track me. Is Are you required to have one? Well... You know, if I go to the server, the petrol station, um, and I don't take the phone in with me, and they'll say, oh, did you sign in? Well, I haven't got a phone. Mm. So can you write, you have to write your name and name, address and phone number on a piece of paper. <laughs> so I just write, I just write, none of your business, get fucked. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice. Love it. Good. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is all leading up to kind of the, the area that I want to get into here. And I just want to find out like, what is the resistance looking like there? Because that's the one thing that they don't want us to know. Like fairly recently, there was the whole, we heard about the trucker strike, you know what I mean? But then Ed and I mm. were doing a clown town trying to report on it. Right before the show, we were doing like searches for, and there's like nothing. There's nothing. I've never no. seen a media there's blackout no. like like that. I mean, and I would say yeah. Like, yeah. like big tech just shut fucking Australia down, yeah. right? Like they just, mm. they're like, we're, mm. no one is going to see this. Yeah. It, they don't yeah. want people to know. They want to keep everyone divided and like that they can't rally together. They don't want people to feel hopeful. Yeah. 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 That's, so no, that's right. Yeah. It, it's definitely like that. With the, the truck the whole truck thing, I, I got word that it was coming up. Yeah. So said so Jolene, get get to the supermarket, you yeah. know, load yeah, up because I don't I think we're gonna go a couple of weeks without yeah deliveries and stuff. Uh so I got worded up on that and we sort of prepared ourselves for it and oh like I say I was out on the road and um there was no trucks on the freeway. You mm. know, I was heading three hours up the coast. Yeah. And usually I would be me in trucks. Yeah. And it was just me. It was wow. crazy quiet, wow. yeah. And so there was no trucks anywhere, but they blocked the border between New South Wales and Queensland, and they did a lot of things, but a lot of it I can't, I haven't been able to, you know, get the full-on details because they stopped every every time someone would try and put a post up, it would get taken down straight away. Yeah, it was yeah, like you say, it was a blackout. We couldn't, but they did do it for about a week. I think wow. the truckies just shut down. But there's so many of them, you know, some of them were still afraid of yeah. losing their jobs and things like that. So things are still happening. But I ordered some stuff uh, for printing the T-shirts just down the coast, 40-minute drive away, and it took six days to get to me. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So everything everything stopped. And didn't, don't the truckers, didn't they have a history? Didn't they do that once before in Australia? I read mm. something about it. So Yeah, they've done it a few times. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty – you know, what's disappointing for me is um, the bikies or what you used to call bikers over there. You know, they used to and, – and all of our unions, uh, like the wharfs and the things like that, they used to be real strong and stand up and you know, fuck you, government. No, 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 we're not doing this. And people would drive past and bit their horns and there'd be banners and everything everywhere and it's all silent. There's no bikies. There's no 
none of the wharfies, none of the unions, no one's coming out, no one's fighting. It's just the people. What do you and, and the make people of that? Are scared. Oh, I don't know. Because I, I mean, know. like here, like you know, I mean, we're in a like Eugene, Oregon, was known as a really liberal town. I mean, they have the the country fair, which is I. Uh, you know, at least nationally known, uh, you know, uh, festival that's put on, you know, this just total hippie festival, you know, and, uh, but I, we, I find that like the people that really stood for, uh, you know, liberal, you know, be yourself, do what you, do your own thing have been the most brainwashed by this agenda. Mm-hmm. They're the biggest, uh, uh cancel mm-hmm. culture people now. Right. So like, mm-hmm. we've just seen like yeah. this, this big inversion of, of the people that used to stand for freedom, um, uh, at health, least of like speech, natural yeah. health. Like. Yeah. Natural health has certainly been flipped upside <laughs> yeah. down, you know? Um, I mean, yep. I know the bikers here, uh, I, I don't know if it equates the exact same, but I, our, our bikers, I still think, uh, do stand, stand against this for the most part, the ones that I know, at least, I mean, we still have, you know, uh, what is it? The, the big bike rally in, um, Sturgis Sturgis. Sturgis. I mean, that was just like, that's still every year going super strong and the media go gets on them and says it's going to be a super spreader event. And they try to make these (laughs) isolated stories of this guy must've spread all these. And they find one guy that got COVID and, and he's dying and, you know, but like Mm. in reality, that's all just bullshit. So, um, they have to pick isolated stories when there's, uh, when there's no real data to support their views, but so and i would ask you know uh, sorry you go no 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 you go i was just going to add on to the bikey thing there was you know a few years ago there was a a fair push to eradicate all the bikey gangs and uh they you know were doing big raids taking all their weapons and all that sort of stuff like as you know we don't you can't get a gun in australia yeah and um so all the illegal bikey gangs out that had them all they were doing raids they got rid of all of them and and the bikies have just been quiet and that's that's one of my biggest concerns because they were the rebels you know they mm. were the ones who stood up for yeah. the little man yeah. and they're quiet and it's yeah i wish they'd come out yeah so it, it kind of alludes to like this maybe being a longer longer term plan right oh, like, yeah. which we all oh, know 100 we all know yeah, but when you see that they're disarming a society it should it's you should mm. Your ears should perk up, right? Yep. Like for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, so in terms of the resistance in general, like what is, you, so you guys are going to a rally today. Like, is that a normal thing? Yeah. Um, I know. So you guys are, are, so it's Saturday where you are, this interview, or is it yep. Friday where we're at? Um, I think this episode will come out on the Sunday. So, but yeah, we're having a rally too at our, our, our tomorrow, what would be tomorrow for us, mm. which is a Saturday. So I think it's like a worldwide thing on the 18th. Like, it's a worldwide a, rally. That's yeah. a big Freedom deal. Rally. So. So, but are you guys doing that like regularly? Like we see footage of people doing rallies, but is that a big thing in Australia right now? Are you guys like out in the streets? It's a lot bigger in the cities. Yeah. It's hard to get our little sure. towns, towns working behind it all. Uh, but yeah, it, it's sort of maybe once a month. Okay. They're, they're out there and, and getting together. It's hard though, because everyone communicates via the social medias Yeah, and they just keep shutting that down yeah. or they know exactly where everyone's going to be. Yeah. And, Telegram started to um, take a bit of a foothold here Good. in regards to that as well. Yeah, Telegram's awesome. That's where, yeah, yeah, that's where we've found out more about this rally today through there. Uh, I, I try and steer clear of Facebook and um, mm-hmm. I get on Insta now and again, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Um, so, man. So, you guys is, uh, 
you guys have a, a democratically elected society. Like, you guys have any elections coming up anytime soon? Or have you had elections recently? There's elections coming up next year. Do you feel yeah. like so? Do you, what, what? What's up with that? Yeah, where's the Where's the split on the the, the public opinion? <laughs> are people buying this, or is it fifty fifty, or is are it? Are you guys being defrauded also? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. Is like, is this just a global yeah. wide like just scam political like a voting I scam? I think it is, but yeah, yeah, I think it is. I agree, Megan. I, I think um, now that they, I think because they're pushing so hard now. It's it's like they're running to the end of their game, you know, yeah. and they've got to make that really large push towards the end. I think people are starting to wake up Good. because they're, they're kind of like, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, for example, I don't know. You probably know Craig Kelly. I think I might have sent you a link or something. Maybe. He's one of our parliamentarians who's standing up for everybody. Okay, okay. He actually left one of the bigger parties and now he's gone to a smaller party and that party, and don't quote me exactly, but I th- think in in the last three months, they got more members than the two large, like the Labor and Liberal parties, the two larger parties, they got more members in the last three months mm. than they've got. So, and it's just grown and grown and grown. Good. So every, he's the only one who stands up in parliament and says, you know, what is it doing is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's, please prove this virus, you know, totally. all this kind of stuff. And uh, so people are rallying behind him. And I think they're going to have a great shot at getting some, some people in some seats. And I mean, we're, the, we're kind of, it's, it's bullshit, you know, yeah. it's the same thing. The two party yeah. basis yeah, totally. and you can't, you, the smaller people can't get in and it's, and they're basically the same party. So it's basically one party, yeah. Yeah. Totally. you know, and then you've, and then you got the other idiots that are backing them. Yep. And then we've got the few independents that are sort of standing up for ourselves, which is good. And yeah. uh, I'm I'm getting right behind Craig Kelly. I've never joined a political party before, but I'm going to join the United Australian Party that he's standing for, and I'm going to um, give it a shot. You know, we need yeah. to. Yeah. We need to. I'll get out there and I'll letterbox drop or whatever you know people have just got to wake up to this shit so. yeah totally yep yep yeah. It's, it's insane it's i feel like this is going to be their downfall though like the harder they push and the more tyranny they mm. thrust upon the world that's going to be the wake-up call you know, people yep like i don't yep. they've been and and their next step is just to get super desperate and do something incredibly crazy you know we're just waiting for that to happen well i'm curious mm. too though i mean i think that one of the main things of the agenda it seems like is to vaccinate every person on this oh, fucking yeah. planet what are the vaccine rates like in australia is it is it high is it low i've, I've heard kind of mixed mixed things uh to be honest ed i don't believe their numbers sure i think their yep. numbers of, yep. of, of total lies yeah. um but they're telling us now that they're at in new south wales they're at 80.1 percent, i think it is uh of first jab yeah and it's like 46 percent of double jabbed and we need to get to the magic 80% double jab before wow. we can get our freedoms back. Oh. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yeah, but even- anyone who believes this bullshit. Uh, and I heard, I heard though, that it's something like if you make reach the magic number, though, that they'll they'll like uh, let the people that are vaccinated like out for yeah. like an hour a day or something like that. It's something yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, that's it. It's, it's like we'll give you your freedoms back, but you have to be double vaccinated. You can only be with five other people yeah. that are double vaccinated, and it's only for two hours, not yeah. one hour. You yeah. know, and it's it's like, 
and people are going, yay, let's get double jabs. So, and I'm like, is that your fucking freedom? Are you yeah. for real? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Your freedom is that. You people <laughs> yeah. are dead shits. Like, oh man, it makes me yeah. so angry. Uh, it does. It, but it just baffles me. It just baffles me how the, the, the disconnect, how people can have this worldview where this is just perfectly fine and acceptable. Like, you, like, yeah. And I, just go along with it. And not only that, but attack us for, for speaking out against it. Like, I don't get it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know that so many, and, and really, I mean, we see the ugly side of the people that attack us and this idea. And we hear the people in the mainstream media and all of these, you know, Hollywood, you know, we hear all the garbage, but I think I really do. And I, and I've been saying this more and more, I feel like this, my heart has been changing throughout all of this. And it's not that I'm not still upset and terrorized and frustrated and all of those things and tired of the bullshit coming at us for, you know, trying to stand up for other people, including them. Um, yep. I just, I don't want to be a part of the divide. Like I don't, sure. you know, and I just, I, people need to be informed, but they're not. Mm. And at the end of the day, I, my heart is just not everybody has a fighter's spirit and everybody has mm. something different they've come up with. And a lot of people have been badly broken. A lot of yep. these kids have come up, not how we all came up where we still were outside playing and we still had, there was still some critical thinking taught mm. when I was a kid. I specifically remember teachers that like took us down these like critical thinking rabbit holes, but that's not what's happened to a lot of the youth. I think there's a lot of broken families. And when you've just got one parent who isn't in a great situation, it's really hard. It's hard even to have a warrior spirit and to stand up. And I think it's not that, mm. I mean, as much as we all say, well, when is everyone going to do anything? Maybe a lot of more people than we think are doing exactly what we're all doing, which mm. is speaking out when we can and gathering and trying to make other plans and trying to help our kids and our families. But because they keep us disconnected, because on purpose they control everything, everyone's speech and all of the information, it's all through these few it's like these three platforms, these four platforms. Yeah. Um, but I, I just have such a heart for people because I think, yeah, a lot of people, they don't know. And I've said this over and over. I didn't know anything about any kind of truth media, alternative media, podcasting until I actually met Scott a couple years ago and he told me about podcasts. I didn't know. I'm in my 40s. How mm. many other people out there don't know? And they're only being fed the garbage, the garbage, the garbage. And they legitimately are afraid. And maybe at this point, they're not afraid of the virus. But I think that every people are legitimately starting to lose hope for their freedom. And so I think when you feel powerless, you, quote, take what you can get. And I'm yeah. not saying that that's the answer, but I have pity in my heart because sometimes doing all this, I kind of get blackpilled on it. Sometimes I start to lose hope in certain areas and I start to think, OK, well, this isn't going to recover or, you know, X, Y or Z, whatever it may be. But I, you know, I was talking to a friend the other night, too, and it's just been kind of re- situated in my heart that I am frustrated about it all so much. And I just want everyone to just to quote stand up, but maybe we really all are mm -hmm. in the best ways we can. Maybe the majority of us really are. And we know that those numbers are bullshit. We know yeah. that the numbers in the United States of the quote vaccinated are not real. We know that they're not real in Australia. We know all of this yep. election stuff is garbage. We know all of these recall elections that are falling through are garbage. Like we, we see it all, but we're not the only ones that see it all. And so now I feel like, you know, we all know people who've taken this jab and we, we have hearts for these people and we understand that their reasons for doing it aren't because they necessarily agreed with it or that they even thought that it was going to save their lives, but they just mm. want to be given back what was taken. And sometimes when something's taken away and you're not even awake enough to see it's happening, you do what you can to get it back. And sometimes it means, I think in their minds, well, maybe I'm not going to get it all back, but I'll take what I can get. So... There's kind yeah, of almost like that. this emotional apathy happening. 
um, in the midst of this awakening. And it is really through these efforts to all be together where we don't feel alone, where it gives us a platform to be brave together and to say, hey, you're going through the same shit that I'm going through. Your kids are suffering the same trauma. My kids are suffering. And what do we do about X, Y, and Z? Or do we all go to the store together? Do we meet? Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's, it's garbage, but, and to a degree it is kind of what we have to work with. But there's all of these pushes for the truth. There's all of these pushes for aligning us. And and I more and more am about that because I really feel like the majority of the people, a huge handful of these people who took this job didn't even want it. I think they just, they didn't, maybe there was like, you know, and I just, my heart is like, okay, there's a dad whose wife was like, uh, if we don't make rent, we're on the streets and I've got a baby on the way and we've got two other kids. And he's like, well, shit, what am I? And they're in the middle of LA. Like what is really in split seconds like that, when people put tremendous pressure and tremendous psychological strain and the government saying one thing and all of your friends and family are saying one thing, I'm not saying that it's the answer, but I'm saying I get it. So, yeah, yeah it's you know. tough. I get, yeah, I get that. I get that. And, and it's also, My oldest daughter's yeah. pregnant and she's, um, her, her partner is getting forced to have the jab mm-hmm. and- out of out of all of my kids, she's the one who's so much more like me that she will be. You're not getting the fucking jab, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. So uh, he he's got until next year to get it, but they're in the same boat. Right. You know, she's pregnant. Baby's due in February. What? You know, what do they do? Right. And they because the government now is saying, well, if you aren't double jabbed, we're not giving you your um government payments so right then so they can't go on the dole and yeah so there's lots i understand all of those people and they're being pushed they didn't want it they've been pushed into it a mate of mine he's got his own um gardening business and he was told that he couldn't go to he, he had a big contract with nursing homes and doing all their gardens and he's been told unless he's double jabbed you can't oh, go to the nursing home. She said, what are you talking about? I'm out in a paddock. I'm yeah. not in their room. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not going to give them anything when I'm out doing the gardens. Uh, no. So he's lost those contracts because he refuses to get the jab. And, okay. Um, but and- so I, I do understand exactly what you're saying, Megan. And it's sad that they, people are forced into these they are. situations that they don't want to be in. And, yeah. and they, are, they are doing, well, I have to get through life. They and do. if it means I get two hours to hang with four of my mates, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's unfortunately, yeah. yeah, how how they've how they've pushed it, you know. And well, the I'm- big thing they've done here is they've shut the borders, mm. so everyone from New South Wales would travel up to Queensland for the coast, um, the Gold Coast up there, and the beaches and everything. So we can't, no one can go up there anymore. I was just talking to my daughter this morning, and her friend who was dead against getting the jab got the jab because she wants to go she had a, a booking for christmas holidays to go up to the gold coast so she couldn't have crossed the border unless she got the jab so she did that because she didn't want to lose a deposit on her holiday yeah. you know this is the, these are the things that blocking the borders mm. you can't go on a holiday now yeah. and i'm like but what makes her think that they're going to let her go on holidays you yeah, people just got to wait this out, you know, yeah. jumping into it right now isn't the answer. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that like my immediate thing that I've said all along is, okay, well, we just got to get out of the cities. We just got to get on land. We just, but it's not, we just mm. got to, it's the just part 
that is yeah. the reality part is I can't yeah. just, if I'm just a single woman with no children and no pets and no, a whole house, I can't just go buy land and, and thereby by mm. this time next year, I've built my dwelling and I've got my potatoes. And like, I, I love that idea, but I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area. I don't, I can't change the tire on my car. Like, and I'm not the only human in the world that's not ready to leave anything I've ever known. And all of a sudden live the life that I wish I had known about, but I didn't know about yeah. this part of kind of the blessing yeah. in this, but really the yep. answers are not as they, they are attainable. But it's steps, it's time, it's money, it's collaboration, it's hopefully meeting up with other people who can mm. kind of be a part of that ideal. But um, there aren't, you know, I think all along I've kind of been like, okay, well, what's the answer? What's the yeah. answer? You know, all right, we store food. All right, okay, well, we don't give our businesses to people who require some mass. Oh, okay, blah, 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 blah. But there's there's not a simple answer. There's well, not a no. one answer. Me and me and Scott just went and uh, saw Derek Bros last mm -hmm. weekend on the activation tour. I mean, and he's, I mean, they, he was living in, uh, was it Houston, Texas? Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, him and his girlfriend, uh, they moved to Mexico and they have a permaculture farm and they've, you know, he's completely off of like uh, uh, regular currency at this point, you know, but, but this is, he talked about it. Like this has been like what 11 year process for yeah. him, right. Mm -hmm. Of cutting his dependence on like mm -hmm. anything that, that the government you know, provides. Right. So right. it's, um, so it's, it is, you know, we're, we're kind of under the gun right now to, mm -hmm. to make these things happen quick, but you know, it's, it's going to take community. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But so yeah. I, I agree mm -hmm. with you there, but, um, but certainly, you know, um, I, you know, I, I think we all are coming to a place of like more empathy right now and seeing there, because even the ones that are completely against us, they believe they're on the right side. They do. They, and I, I believe, yeah. I, I mean, I've said many times, I believe they're under a spell, right? Like, I, th I think that the, mm. um, that the governments and, and the media have known how to, 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 to use fear to put people in a place of trauma. Like they, they, they've known this, they've, they've perfected it, right? Mm. This is not mm -hmm. the first time, but they have literally perfected it to the point to where, where people are not acting in, you know, what is it if you. And their own best interest. Uh, of course not. But like, if you, if you tell something. Uh, there's a quote, like if you tell something, somebody for long enough, even when you give them some truth, they'll fight you. Right. Like, right, right, yeah, right. Sure, so it's, sure. um, at this point, I think there's just people are, uh, and there's also this other piece and I've just been delving into this. Uh, I listened into an interview in this, I'm not going to remember to, to cite it exactly right, but there's, uh, some, uh, uh, university teacher that's, that was talking about, like, there's these, the four quadrants of, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like we kind of fall into this place where like we're a loud minority and it's in our personality, right? It's in our personality to question things, but most people don't like this. Like probably, you know, just, and just in general, before we hit COVID or anything about the rest of the world, like most of it, like the four quadrants are divided and we're in this small corner up in the top, but like the, the, big chunk down here is all the sheep, right? Mm -hmm. That just kind of go along and they just like, you know, and then there's like, there's the people up in this quadrant that, uh, that will just defend the, the sheep side at all costs and they're loud. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's, there's the people like us that are on this side and they'll just like say, uh, you know, everybody do what they want, but they won't fight. Right. Like we're kind of in a minority and we've just, it's in our personality. It's who we are. So, but at the same time, we're the only kind of people that can like help make this change. They can mm -hmm. help force the other change for everybody else. But we got to recognize that this is not the other people 
are wrong for being it. That's just their personality, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, it's kind of how people it's, I mean, certainly there's some social engineering we can all point to at this point, you know, I mean, the cancel culture and everything, the long-term effects of that, but. Well, the whole public school indoctrination thing, I think we we don't, we touch on it, but we don't really, like, I really want to get like a psychologist or psychiatrist on here sometime and really delve deep into that because we all talk about MK Ultra and mind control yep. and all these different psyops that they've run. And we, we know enough about human psychology collectively and individually to understand what they've really done. It's not like we were free willed people, honestly. Like, I don't see us as free willed people, even though we believed we were up until the beginning of this. And then there was this huge awakening in a lot of us, like, immediately, because, like you say, of our personalities, how we are, we like gleaned onto it. And I think, like, you know, Scott, you were more awake to a lot more things earlier, but, you know, just in each, each person in their time. Um, but, but the whole idea that, um, Sorry, I started to go no. off the rails and I t- totally forget. You said something that made me go somewhere and I lost psychology, it. The psychology, the, the psychology the school, of it all. Schools. Yeah, that, d- 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 you know, these people who are like 20, 30, even people our age in their 50s, 60s, 70s, we all came up through the same exact indoctrination system. There's a reason why they talk about kids being bullied in school um, kids with suicide and depression school. This is pre COVID. And I realize that the numbers are way huge because of COVID, but I just mean in terms of like kids have been being damaged. They have been having their voices stripped. They haven't been listened to. They've been told to fall in line, raise your hands to go potty over and over and over for years and years and years and years. And it does make you fall in line. Even those of us that we knew, what what did we get told? Okay, the way to live life is you get up and you go to school every day until you do 12 years and then you go to college and you go for as long as you can afford and you did for the access the deepest parts of your brain and you make as much money as you can to pay those school loans back and you buy the big house. Like we've all been in that wheel and the psychological implications of all of it is just, it's, it's damning and they knew it. That's why, you know, we all say like they knew what was coming, but it's not just the code. COVID part. It's not just the garbage virus and the stupid PCR and all of this to give us the passports to keep us locked down. Like we, we know where this is all going, but this was planned from so many years ago on the level that immediately yeah. dealt with the psychology. And we didn't ever ha- even have to know it was because they were going to force this down our throats and try to strip all of our freedom and all of our faith and all of our community from us. But they knew that it would make us compliant a little bit at a time. All the parents for all the years that said, hey, I don't want my kid vaccinated in the school's tournament. You have to get them vaccinated. They're going to be sick. Every time they went to their doctors and their doctors said, you're endangering your child. We'll have to call CPS. We'll have to call child protection in on you. You're endangering. You're not uh, informed. Every time that our parent went to the school and said, hey, I don't like this curriculum and the school board completely disregarded them and it kept being pushed anyways every time that that's happened it perpetrated this where we're at right now yeah, yeah. i mean yep. i think it's yep. just as easily i mean what i you say about the schools is like i just think of like the medical system oh yes you know, i mean it's oh this, yeah it's i mean it used to be you know you had a doctor that would like talk to you one-on-one and try to evaluate your symptoms and, uh, you know, give you an opinion. If you didn't like that opinion, mm-hmm. you go get a second opinion, you know. And they usually become... saw your whole family. They saw you from totally. young to old. And it, but now it's just so top down. It's like, here's the guidelines. Mm-hmm. You, if you hear these symptoms, you have to do this treatment or you can get <clears> sued or, and I don't know how it is in Australia. Our medical system is completely, uh, is completely fucked. It's here. totally corrupted it's, at this it's... point. <laughs> yeah. 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 How yeah. is the medical wait, system? Wait, wait. Our medical system's not too bad because uh, mm. our taxes pay for it. So this is the actually on the medical system. They they're talking about not letting unvaccinated people get treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I've paid tax my whole life 
to pay for that medical system if I need I mean, I don't even go to the doctors. I haven't sure. been to the doctors for years, except when I broke my arm. You know, I went to it's hospital. It's those kind of things, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a, a family doctor that I go to sure. regularly, you know, and get pills and whatnot. Yeah. But what, with the people that do, they get a subsidy back from the government and through Medicare. And um, if they go to hospital, they get sick, they use the Medicare so they don't have to pay, you know, things like that through the public system, which is – so it's really good. But you'd, like you say, it used to be you could go to the doctor and get a second opinion and then get a third opinion if you wanted yeah. to. But now they, they get you in. You've got a five-minute slot to tell them what's wrong. They've, they get to tell you, okay, these are the pills you need to this take. See you later. Pills. Next one in. And and it's just a rotating door of people coming through the doctor's surgery and it's lost the whole humanity of it all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why, I mean, I used to be someone who thought, you know, the universal health care would be a good idea. But the more I've seen our medical system, I, I don't want it, right? I don't want to pay for that, you know, because I, I mean, like you, I barely go to the doctor anymore, right? And I'm seeking, I'm seeking people outside of that medical system, right? I'm seeking naturopaths and osteopaths and then people that yep. just do alternative treatments and, and remedies and people that focus on diet and, uh, you know, your, uh, and how to supplement your body, right? You know, where your deficiencies are just like, really, I, I feel like that's just something that's been lost in all of uh, medicine today is like just like how much of this stuff has to do with uh the inputs right like mm -hmm. and i mean that whether that's mm -hmm. vaccines or like the the gmo food or like the the shit they're spraying in the air or the amount of sunlight you're getting i mean there's just so many things that that uh our system just wants to give you a pill they want to give mm -hmm. you a pill and that pill's going to have a side effect that's going to require another pill i mean yep. we've, we've and just it goes gone. on yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is and and a lot of people don't or didn't see it. I think people are seeing it more now, but we by and large societally worldwide we see doctors as that's the fixers, that's the healers when you're sick, mm. that's where you go when you need to be better when you've got cancer. Imagine that. That's where you go. Um, yeah. And it, it just, it just. Well, 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 that can be debated. We can um, that too. But I, you know, when you've got diabetes, when, you know, and that that's a great, so many people have diabetes yeah. and they go to the doctor to get pills yeah. and they don't get yeah. better. And so it comes down to, all right, do I want to get better or do I want to be medicated? Because doctors, yeah. they're great at some things. They're great at diagnostics. They're great at emergencies. If you snap your arm, you have a ruptured placenta, something. You got an eye with yep. a stick in it. I don't know. Something awful. I, I'm pretend I, I didn't argue visualize that, they're not that just as now. Great at all <laughs> um, diagnostics, but um, but um, okay, fair enough. Well, we have the technology. Fair enough. We have like, the technology. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, but mm. they're not healers. They just aren't healers. They're they're pharmacists with, um, you know, Rockefeller that, medicine. That, yeah. that that's it. And so um, it's it's interesting to me with the whole COVID thing. How many of these doctors, whether or not they're healers, I believe a majority of them go into that profession believing that that's what they're going to do. That's their heart. They want people mm -hmm. to be helped. Um, but where, what happened to the first do no harm? What okay. happened to in informed consent? What happened to looking at people physiologically from their own unique place in life and how their body works and what they might be sensitive to or not? And what is their history? Because this one size fits all medicine that they've been 
practicing more and more and more frequently has just come to this huge head. And it's it's literally almost like, I mean, we talk about our senators, we talk about the law enforcement, we talk about, you know, the faux president and all of these things. But really, who's rolling this out to us? Who is standing on the front lines? It's all of those people that they have pushed so hard in our faces to say, look at these heroes. And I'm not disparaging anybody in the medical community. If you're listening to this, I think anyone who's listening to us knows the beat I'm on. <laughs> but um, these people are the ones upholding these public health mandates. These people mm. are the one refusing treatment when people need treatment because quote unquote, the hospitals are overrun with their vaccinated patients. Um, so that I think too, is a huge shitstorm that maybe we don't all talk about enough is that, yeah, it's great. They've held the line They're They, you know, help people and that's all great. But also at this point around here, the only people really left to treat anybody are the vaccinated. And if you start to look at this politically and you start to look at the divide, then what that means to me is if I or my children snap their arm, the person who is going to be treating them, looking at them behind a mask in a, in a dishumanized way, mm. like they're just totally dehumanized, mm-hmm. is going to be someone who thinks that they're that we're less that we don't yep. deserve the treatment we're getting. Oh, yeah. How much mm-hmm. kindness, how much care, how much pain management, how much concern for the outcome are these quote unquote medical professionals going to have when they're first doing no harm under these mm-hmm. circumstances? Yeah. And, and I do. I, no, you go ahead. Peter. Sorry, Ed. I, every time I drive past the family health clinic, I just piss myself laughing because <laughs> they've got nothing to do with health yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with health. Mm-hmm. And and just what you're talking about then, Megan, uh, Jolene and I had a discussion just recently about, um, you know, with all the vaccinated and, and the people given blood and all that type of stuff. Oh, what happens if we touch wood, don't get in, into a uh, car accident or something and we end up in hospital? Mm-hmm. I said to Jolene, you have to tell them I want unvaccinated blood or let me die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. like this, it's sort of it's crazy to think exactly what you're saying. Someone master is going to be working on our child or ourselves our loved or ones. A, yeah. our, our loved ones that uh, are vaccinated, pushing the vaccines. And if you're out to it, who knows what they're doing to you? Right you know, it, it's it, it's scary now to think if something bad happens and we go to the hospital, what's yeah, what, how are we going to end up? Yeah, that blood supply thing has been a conversation I've had in my circles more than once. And I don't even know why. I'm like, we're, we're not a family that we don't have also a regular family doctor. Like I had a kid that needed stitches a couple times. We went to the urgent care. We did it right then. It was done. We didn't go back. Yep. Like, you know, um, yeah, by and yep. large, we don't. But it's it's not because I think we live. And I'm not saying that people who live, by the way, if you live an unhealthy lifestyle, quote unquote, whatever that is, if someone's ill in their body and they're not well, I'm not saying that they, they deserve treatment. You deserve. You're a human being. Yes. We deserve to yep. be treated as human beings, even if we don't make the best decisions with our lives, regardless of what somebody else says mm-hmm. we should have done yep. with our lives. And so, uh, yeah, anyway, it's it's just... Um, it's quite diabolical. It's oh, quite diabolical. Yeah. And that's the kind of that whole vibe. Like, okay, well, if if we are in a car accident, if, I don't know, my daughter, I'm going to be a Mimi in January. And she's, you know, having her first baby. And I fully have faith that all is well and everything's great. Yep. But yep. things do happen. And like, what if on account of because, like, what does my family have to expect? Or what does her, what does my grandbaby have to expect? 
You know, these are really, really serious um, issues and really heavy fights that we're trying to stand on the front lines of. And we're doing it with, you know, communing with each other and standing and sitting in front of these microphones and trying to you know spread information and give people access to information through what we find. But um, it, it does tend to feel heavy at times. And also mm. it, I go back to the hopeful part, which is I know plenty of people who've taken this jab. I know people in the medical community who've taken this jab and I know that their hearts are good. And they are those people I speak of where they felt they had no other option. They had pay payments they had to make. They had children yep. who needed to have their college tuition paid or they simply needed to put bread on the table. Um, and so whatever their reason, their heart was still for free choice. And as mm. long as someone's for free choice, that's yep. and I hate to say that that's my level of, you know, I, I wish that they were given informed consent. That's not what's happening. But in the meantime, yeah. if we can be treated fairly vaxxed and unvaxxed, that's really what we're going for. That's, yeah, yeah, I've seen that even like just not only medical treatment, but just in overall, all in areas. society, like in just society, you know, yeah. it's the, 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 su the subhumans and then the, the superhumans, the uber mentioned and the uber mentioned, right? You that's know it. I mean? So it's like, we're back to that now. Um, just the yep. disease people, right? And we were talking about this a year ago. Yeah. Someone yeah. made a documentary. Yeah, we did, we did make a little bit. Yes, 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 yes. So I will say just on the on the blood issue, you know, Del Bigtree um, needed blood in, in the United States. He, okay. had, he had to fly to Mexico. Mexico. Okay, I he had to fly to Mexico to get unvaccinated blood, right? Uh, as Del Bigtree, the high okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, producer on vax and whatnot. So, so that is a serious issue. What I would say, though, is just to inject a little bit of hope in that is, um, well, there's some darkness and some hope, but um, for one, we, we saw a doctor speak recently and she was talking about like the, the level of suicides within doctors mm. and stuff. There is a lot of doctors, I think, that are that are becoming aware and very conflicted about what they're trying to they're supposed to be doing. I think that the like um, the doctors, there is a lot of pressure on them and they um, have to know, go home and sleep at night and, and they, they get did. they end up with so much debt and they are forced down these these pathways. But at the same time, what the hope is, is. I feel like there are more people in that medical community waking up than than just maybe just to the rest of the world, just how it's happening too. I mean, we see uh, nurses and doctors on strike, you know, here when they're trying to pull these vax mandates. I, we find that in a lot of states, like the the level of healthcare workers that aren't getting the jab is pretty high because they're the ones seeing mm. what happens when they give the jab, right? Um, also, the hope though is, is I think a lot of these, this is the place and this is across the board how I see us winning this thing in the long run is um, I think when when these nurses and doctors are leaving the the hospitals and and the the clinics that they're at that we're going to open new ones and we're going to open new ones yeah. that will serve everybody and we'll we won't follow the, into the same traps and whether they'll be you know the, uh, have to fall under the same rules. I know that like there was, uh, we talked to some people recently that they were, um, they're making it like a, like a membership club, right? They're private trying, membership association. Yeah. Like private Anyways. membership uh, association. So, mm -hmm. so you can join their association and you can go get treatment at their clinic, you know, and the, and these people are, have seen the destruction of what this system does and they don't want to follow by those rules. Right. And these people are, want to go more natural. They're more of what we want anyways. These are the people, you know, um, you know, just a side note, like my daughter, like has a teacher that was, you know, um, 
that was a teacher that didn't want to get a jab and left that school system, right? Like this is what's happening is the people that see what's going on and want something better are leaving. We're creating the new world. So, and I believe the meta, I believe that's happening on a massive scale in, in, uh, in hospitals and clinics. Um, I, I mean, I listen to a lot of shows that are, um, you know, about medical freedom, uh, health freedom for humanity is one of my favorite, you know, and that's just a group of doctors. And it's, it's I mean, we've interviewed tons of doctors, right? But just, there are so many doctors that, have, that have been turned off by that system. They've seen with it, the ones that didn't commit suicide, you know, that like yeah. that stuck around and like, uh, and found another way. Like, I, I think that that community is growing quickly. So, yeah. um, I, I, I feel like the medical system as we know it is dying. Mm-hmm. Everything, as we, yeah. everything as we know it is dying. Yeah. And mm. that's the hopeful part about that whole rebirth of it all. And that's more tailored to exactly what you're saying, what we want. And, you know, a lot of people, too, in the medical profession, a lot of the vast majority, they came straight out of high school and went straight to school. Um, so they came straight out of really, really harsh indoctrination in their very formative years. And they went straight into the college level indoctrination, which all of us, I think, have an inkling that most uh, colleges and universities, most professors are um, I, I don't even want to say liberal anymore. I feel like that's what we all are, but they they border on that leftist extremist fascist. ideology. They're, they're total fascists. <laughs> um, and they, they're teaching these kids, uh, to repeat. They're teaching them. Okay. This is yep. someone has diabetes. This is the lesson medications you give them. These are the diagnostics that we test and charge for. These are the medications and you prescribe those every month like clockwork. And then, you know, that's yep. how we maintain them. And that's exactly mm. what they're doing. They're maintaining people in the in this level of poor health, a poor quality of life. Um, and I think that it's they, their hearts really are right. They just they don't know. Why would they know? How many of us growing up ever had our parents talk to us about we're going to go to the naturopathic doctor? Oh, we're going to go to the, you know, the naturopathic dentist like that wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even a thing um, until our I was, kids. Well, ours, yes, but just when we were little. And I just think a lot of people don't know. You almost have to have been through some bullshit with the medical. You almost have to totally. have had a vaccine injured, injured child or have recovered from illness and sickness and disease outside of what they tell you to do. And experience because, the gaslighting. And I yeah. think a lot of doctors, yeah. yeah, they see it. They they just, they start off and they, they, they're just kind of thrown to the wolves and it's not their fault. I mean, we all have done that. No matter what job you ever trained for, what you, they told you to do, you did that shit. You did it, but good, but quick because you wanted yeah. to perform well. And they're doing that too. And as they grow up and it's taken me, I'm always growing up, but as they age and as they have experience into their belts, it's like you say, they want to actually heal people. A lot of these yeah, guys yeah. really do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what you were talking about there, Ed, um, I think yesterday here was the D-Day for the nurses and doctors to have the jab or no job. Yeah. And uh, from what I understand, a lot have left. Yeah. So yeah. they wonder why our hospitals now are understaffed. <laughs> yep. and they yep. can't treat all these COVID patients, you know, <laughs> things like that. And I heard something just recently. I talked to a few nurses and a few doctors and um, that have, that are now unemployed. Uh, and when I've spoken to them in the past about, well, why don't we make our own medical communities? And they said, they won't supply us. They won't, they won't supply us with the stuff we need. Mm-hmm. You know, the, whether it's the um, pills and the things because they won't be recognized under the TGA and right. all that type of stuff. So they, they said, yeah, that's great in theory, but in practice, who's going to give us all the stuff that we need. Uh, but yeah, just not so long ago, about two weeks ago, 
I was talking to one who said they've been told, this is completely off the record, so I won't name, name names, but they were told that if someone comes in with COVID, they treat them with ivermectin to get them healthy and back out of the hospital straight away. If they come in unvaccinated with COVID, mm. they go onto the ventilators and things like that. I heard about <gasps> that. So that, it, yep. so that it looks like the, the unvaccinated people are recovering. Yep. Oh, if you get the jab, you recover heaps quicker and the unvaccinated are all practically dying. And uh, so that was told to me by a doctor. Okay. And then wow. just, a, and then like a two day, two or three days ago, I saw someone sent it to me of, of some bloke on TikTok who said the exact same thing. Yeah. So, that that so it too. must be a thing. Yeah. Yes. It must yeah. be a thing that they're, they're doing now. Uh, just to screw over the unvaccinated. Yeah, well, yeah. they don't want that Israel data, so that's for you sure. Know. <laughs> that's oh, they don't sure. believe it. I tell that I tell people that Israel data all the time, yeah. and they're just yeah. like, "No, it's um, it's all crap. You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, oh, check we Iceland. Check okay. Iceland. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. there's, there's a few countries that have seen that. That whole thing. I've been actually meant, meant to like just kind of like whatever, knock this around with you guys, but. The whole thing, like here in Oregon in particular, like, okay, we lost some hospital workers and Kate Brown brought in the National Guard, I think even prior to them um, losing their jobs. And they talk about now, okay, first of all, capacity, hospital capacity, that's changed from what it was two years ago. We know that the, the capacity that they're saying that they have versus what they actually have, it's not the same and it's not the same as it was a year ago. And the other question is, now we all know, we all know people who've gone to the hospital sick with COVID and have been sent home and said, there's nothing that can be done for you. They're not given ivermectin. Yep. They're not given hydroxychloroquine. They're told to go home. So if all the hospital beds are full of people that are being treated with COVID, what are they treating them with? I mean, I know the news isn't talking about this and they're not venting that many people to death right at this moment in our community but we know that they did and we know that they that will continue and not all of the covid beds could possibly be all ventilator people because ventilators are in like usually a certain section of the hospital they're usually like in an icu unit like they're not just down in the er they're not like in yeah. normal like when you've got in two normal people wards. In a room. right mm. so what's this full capacity bullshit what who's in the beds unless you're on a ventilator in the small portion of the hospital what is it well, exactly let's not they're treating? Forget that they that they uh, all the regular procedures uh, were shut down for what? How many months? Right. So like people weren't mm-hmm. able people that needed to get their cancer treatments or Back you know their dialysis or, or yep. whatever the hell it was, they weren't getting their regular treatments. So there's all this backup of people that are probably much sicker than they would have been if they would have been able to go to the hospital, right? And and now I mean this everything about this thing has been this self fulfilling pro- prophecy, T- right? Bullshit. Like I mean you you I mean when that happens. Happened, they laid off all the staff of the hospital. Then, then when they got busy, they, the ones that were still there were just like completely overworked and they were treated like shit. So there's, it's just been uh, a number of, of things that have gone into this thing. And it, like you said, though, it's like it, what, what the overflow, I mean, ICU, I mean, how big is an ICU? Are, we have a hospital, I think there might be 15 ICU beds. So like, you know, you can say, oh, it increased by 50% at seven people, right? So like, it's yeah. just the manipulation of statistics is like happens just across the board. But ICU is also one of those things. If you have 15 beds full, you can, you can call half of the other floor ICU and just put in the equipment, right? Like it's and what they, they can manipulate this data 
so easily to make us, and they do it constantly, mm -hmm. to make us think that there is this huge threat. Now, now, granted, I think that um, at least here, I think that there is more. There was never COVID before. There never was. Now there is some, and they're just trying to overblow it, and it's it's just it's all coercion to get the vaccine. But. Well, and here's the thing: yeah. not every single person in the medical community can give you a COVID vaccine. Not every single person can operate your on dentist you can for a surgery. Can they? <laughs> they can yeah, McDonald's too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the McDonald's employees. <laughs> McDonald's, I don't know. Like they, they give me McDonald's. Isn't isn't the, the thing supposed? To but Gareth Mike no, was telling us at the music festivals. Oh yeah, at the music festival, they yeah. have a little tent set up. So to give you COVID. Yeah. the idea that the idea that the hospitals are quote overrun and we can't take back surgeries. Well, we don't operate on COVID patients, so those operating rooms and tables are open, and uh, you know, neurosurgeons and back doctors and uh, you know, whatever orthopedic surgeons, they don't work on COVID patients. There's no reason why people who needed these treatments needed to wait. People who work and do chemotherapy, they're not in the, in the ICU ward. That's not part of their job. And there's a very specific reason why they separated because that's why it used to be the one doctor treated you for all the things and saw you for all the things they needed to separate it out. And that was about money. So everybody has a separate profession and each per, place in the hospital. We've all been inside a hospital. It's you go here yeah. for this floor and here for that floor. It's not like x-rays is overrun with the dead and the dying vaccinated, unvaccinated patients. It's not like the ER is overrun with people who, yeah, they might go in and feel like shit, but they're being sent home and said, and you know, have your chicken soup. Like nothing's yep. being done. So this whole idea, it's more of the propaganda. And they're not overrun. Because they're not that. overrun. We know that they yeah, let nurses not. go. We know that they had a, I mean, there's, there's just been such malarkey, but just that right there, that's something that we don't really ever talk about. But all these other floors and all these other sections of the hospital, there's zero reason why those places would not proceed as usual because that has zero to do with any of this. And they don't use those spaces. And those professionals are not in a position to handle these issues. So. It's all about the illusion. It's all about the illusion to perpetuate yep. the fear to get you to get the jab. I mean, I, it's just, yep. it's, it's a, we've said too cycle, much here. They're going to pull this but, episode uh, down immediately. Right. <laughs> I, I do. I do have another question though, for, uh, for you, Pedro about, you yeah. know, I've heard, uh, this is again, this is what I've heard on the alt media, but like about Australia that they, they will lock down for one case. Is that oh, true? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's we're a big country. Yeah. yeah. Our state is a big state. And there's they they'll get a case two hours down the road, and we're in lockdown. Yeah, we so haven't had a case. What's going on? You know. <laughs> and, and but then they do they do funny things like um, some of the indigenous communities. I, I, I deal with a lot of indigenous communities through work, and um, they're all no, we don't need this <laughs> vaccine. You know, wow. we don't want it. Good. Blah blah blah. One of the one of the indigenous communities out west. Never had a case. There hadn't been a case 200 miles near there, you know, ever. And they're trying to push, 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 push. And all of a sudden, this tiny little Aboriginal community has, a, has become a hotspot because someone travelled from Victoria to this little community, apparently, and gave the COVID spread. And now they're pushing for the indigenous to get all the vaccinations and oh. stuff like that like of course they are smallpox in sydney their cases are out of control apparently and then you go up the coast it gets a bit smaller you know there might be 10 or 12 and 
not far from me. It's the sort of same, you know, 10, 12 cases, but we're all still in lockdown. And then you go another two hours further up the coast where there has never been a case and they're in lockdown. You know, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. And I turn up to there and they're like, oh, where's your mask? I said, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. When was the last case here? We've never had one. Exactly. Yeah. Why am I wearing a mask? You know, yeah. It's, yeah. Bananas. It, and, but the people are sucked into this. Yeah. We've got to keep our community safe. Yeah. Everyone's got a mask up. A Everyone's got death. to get vaccinated. Oh. Yeah. You're safe. You haven't had a case in 18 months ever. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, God. Yeah. It's excruciating. And, let's, and that's the thing. People are so afraid of it still. Yeah. The vast majority yeah. of people, like we've all been deathly sick in our lives. Mm. I guarantee we, any of us sitting here right now, we've all been bad, bad sick, had it coming out of both openings. I get it. It's nasty. We've all had terrible illness, but you know what? We get better. Mm. Our bodies mm. do what they yes. were designed and created 100%. to do. Yes. It's yeah. okay to be sick. And somehow in all of this, we lost that. This is mm. like, so, I mean, more people die of tuberculosis. It's like this is such not a thing that's a thing, you know, and yeah. like people who get in my yep. face. Oh, you're a covid denier. You don't care about the elderly. And, you know, <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> if we can't talk on the same exact level, then you really we, then there's nothing we're ever going to accomplish here. I think there's also yeah. the argument, yeah. too, that, you know, um, I think our bodies, that's kind of how our bodies exercise, right? Like mm -hmm. our bodies, our immune systems, like, you know, when you when you get the sickness and you excrete all these toxins out of your body, that's that's building your strength up. So yes. when you so you can fight off the, the cancers it's and true. the heart diseases mm -hmm. and, the, and the and the, you know, the endemic things that, you know, are, are around all the time. And, uh, you know, I just think uh, there's a lot of argument that people have forgotten that it's like it's OK. You know, there's been doctors that we used to know that a fever was a good thing, that your, your body was yep. doing what it's supposed to. Right. Like we used to we used to be about aiding the body in doing what the body's supposed to. And on a grander scale, if you look at just like what the uh, what these bigger entities worldwide and in particularly I can speak to America, you know, the, the whole idea is that we, we don't want us to get old. That's for sure. How much do, how often do I say, oh, my gosh, you guys, I'm aging. My hair is blah, blah, blah. And like how much that's a big deal. But why is that a big deal? Because somewhere along the line, society said it wasn't normal for that to happen to me. And I needed to keep keep it young. I needed to keep it fresh. I needed to keep it moving. And how much did they tell us it's not normal to be sick? If you're sick, it's always whoa, 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 whoa. Like even before COVID, it was always if your kid is sick, this and that, blah, 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 blah. It's always been like such this hyper worry thing like, oh, my gosh, I can't be sick. I can't heaven forbid I be sick like or, or this whole like we, we live longer we need to live longer we need to put the chip in our brain so we can just live forever like <laughs> we're losing our humanity Oh, we yeah. get older. And that's we been that's been down. like the the last fifty years though, because like like you look at I mean you can watch the Brady Bunch episode where they were like talking about spreading the measles measles amongst them, you know, like oh someone <laughs> yeah. got the measles, everybody get the measles. Go the measles party. Was, yeah, totally. I mean, it's totally yep. what you did, right? Like, so this is this has really been like they've just turned it up, and you you really when you look at it, you could just see you could, it's it just you just see it. Yeah, you just see it, right? Once you see it, you can't unsee it, but. You know, and like there's been so many things in life where there was something really impactful or important that I needed to learn or I needed to grow in that area. And I heard whatever it was over and over and over and it just didn't resonate with me. And then just the right person said that same thing in the right way. Light switch. Yep. And everything changed. And that's why I think all of us keep plugging away and we do it with love and we do it with intention and we even do it for those that aren't awakened yet. 
Not that we're trying so hard. We'll out be of the our, loud minority for you. We are. We are. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think, yeah. So, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Ed. The loud minority. Loud I like minority. it. Yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. that'll be that. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I got the, you. Loud hey, minority. Pedro, I got another question for you. So I keep hearing about these freaking COVID concentration camps down in Australia. Yeah, what's going on doubt. with that? Like, what's what's the intel on that? Oh, I haven't seen any. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's a bit of a blow up. Is it? Okay. Media okay. blow up. Yeah. But. <laughs> they there there is up in North Queensland they've they've got some sort of setup that was for the um uh it was, it was originally camps, a, right quarantine yeah camps, it's quarantine camps it was originally I think it was for like the boat what they called the boat people back in the day yeah. when they invaded Australia and stuff so, so they, I think I think they've turned them into quarantine camps yeah aren't um, they building a new one I, I, I saw. So Mickleham Quarantine Camps, it's the Melbourne Centre for National Resilience, the unwieldy name given to the new quarantine facility in Mickleham, with the camp set to open by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, now, why is it we can't quarantine in our houses again? Why is it the sick can't go home? Oh, yeah. right. It's That doesn't fall in line with the New World Order. I forgot. Yeah. And yeah. What I remember the these... good old days when you were sick, yeah. you stayed at home and uh-huh. everyone was healthy, just went on with their life. Like yeah. normal, <laughs> we all called in because we didn't uh, want to go to work anyways. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now I can't call into sick to work anymore. It's not like I'm working, but at the same time, like I can't call into sick to work anymore, dude. Yeah, I can't chuck a sickie because they'll make me get a COVID test. Yeah, yeah. I'm no taking doubt. those. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. man. Well, shoot, Pedro, anything else you want to... Well, can we can we touch base on, you yeah. know, you sent us an email yeah. early early well, on. And, and we, I know we want to bring your wife on to have this full conversation. At some point on a future yeah, episode, sure. but, okay. but yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's get yeah, it. I mean, I, I've, I've read that email many times and it just, it brings my spirit up and just your story with, uh, with your wife and, and the fight, fight of cancer. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. you tell a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah, sure. She, um, it was almost two years ago, October, 2019, she found the lump in a breast, in the left breast, uh, she sent me a text message. She said, oh, I think I've found a lump. Like, what are you talking about? You know, she said, it's in my breast. I think I, I need to get this checked out. So off she went. I've, I've got I've got it written down because it's a mouthful. So she was diagnosed with an aggressive grade three invasive ductal carcinoma, estrogen negative, progesterone negative, HER2 positive. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's a pretty hectic one mm-hmm. to get. And um, they, so when they, they diagnosed her, they told her that, and they pretty much said, if you do everything we do, we tell you to do, you can survive another five years. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about yeah. five years? Yeah. And so they said, oh, so here's this chemotherapy, which was, you know, intense. You do this and then you do this and then you get a double mastectomy and then you do some radiation. And, you know, the list went on of, brutalizing her basically yeah. killing her from the inside out yeah uh and um, and she said yeah i'm not doing that what else you got and they were sort of like well that's pretty much it you know um, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to do what we tell you to do and because we didn't do what they told us to do and she survived they've basically just gone don't want nothing to do with you now and what to cut a really long story short and what pisses me off about this when she first got the result back to say that they don't say you're cured anymore they don't say you're cancer free anymore they say there's no signs of disease 
when they first got the test back and it said that, and she didn't do anything that they told her to do, as a doctor, would your first reaction not be, please tell me what you did so yeah. the next lady who comes through here with breast cancer, I can give her some more information. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to know about it. Damn. Didn't want to know. And that pisses me off so much mm -hmm. because they could help so many more people. I, he, the um, oncologist, I asked him about a few alternate therapies, you know, and I'd sent emails to people all around the world, specialists and, um, and so I said, so I was armed with things, you know, Sure. can we try this? Can we try that? Can we? And he's like, no, no, that's not, um, that's not a thing. There's been no trials. There's no been no tests on that. What, I'm like, but what are you talking about, dude? There's a doctor in Italy. He's got over 2000 patients that he's cured by this. Mm. Like why, why can't we try it here? Oh, it's illegal in Australia. Mm. Because thing. it works. Yeah, same thing in the United States. A lot, a lot yeah, of those treatments, alternative treatments yeah. are illegal here too. Yeah. I've done a little bit of deep yeah. dives into this too. Yeah. yeah. And of course we don't, we haven't got the money to, to go to Mexico or to um, Italy and, you know, and get these sorts of treatments. We had to do it ourselves and uh, just, just find what works. I, I, I did so much research. I'm almost like a cancer specialist, you know. Wow. <laughs> it's a, I just I just delved right into it as much as I could. I was reading words I didn't even know what they were, yeah. and I'd have to look up what that word was, yep. figure it out, and then go back to the sentence and reread the sentence so I knew what the sentence was telling me. Yep. You know, like I went I went into this pretty deep, and um, yeah, to 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 just have them turn around after she was healthy and. Because the last she went not that long ago, just maybe a month, month or two ago, for a last, oh, it wasn't even that. It was, yeah, maybe four weeks ago, she went to a last meeting with the specialist, and he still wanted to do the double mastectomy. <gasps> yeah, she she hasn't had any signs of disease in her now for over twelve months, and he's still suggesting to do the double mastectomy radiations and things like that. And so when she was like, well, no, I'm not doing any of that. I couldn't go with it because of COVID. You can only have one person in the, in the thing. Um, and, and so he basically said to her, well, don't worry about coming back here. Next time you want to have a test, just go to the hospital. Mm. It's not, wow. If you're not going to do what I tell you to do, then I don't want anything to do with your sort of thing. Wow. And, I, and wow. so you talk about what doctors just want to do. Yeah most doctors want to do what's right and all that sort of thing. I think when it comes to money, uh, you know, they have another agenda. I, the things that I've come across with this is it's scary to think that there's so many people that get pushed into these um, treatments that don't work. And we, you know, we met, people through she was in like the pink sisters groups and things like that um with other other breast cancer um diagnosed ladies and and those those women would have similar stories but then then they would go oh no pressure from family pressure from doctors didn't have the strength to stand up to them so went down the conventional path and they're like really sick and 
almost dead or dead. And, you know, and so Jolene has this, it's almost like survivor's remorse or something. Mm, you know, sure. she, she has this thing where she, because she survived it and people that went through it with her haven't or they're, they're really sick um, and she's healthy, you know, she's, she's like normal. Um, she goes through these patches where she just, um, I, I don't really know how to put it into words, but she, she just goes into these patches of um, guilt, almost guilt that she survived. And we didn't do what we could do to help the others or we tried and they didn't want to listen. Yeah. You know, and things like that. Like the thing that blows me away as well is um, one of the first things I learned was cancer feeds on sugar. Yeah. Yes. And so when you when you go for your tests, they dose you up with glucose, mm -hmm. so that the cancers light up. So they feed the fucking cancer to do a test. Mm. I'm like, what? No, that makes no sense to me at all. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, why are you feeding it? <laughs> it's just fucking backwards. Wow. And wow. yeah, so there's lots of things. I mean, she she could. She would talk you through all the emotions and everything of it, yeah. but we we're we're so also like very spiritual people, yes. um, so faith has a lot to do with it. Absolutely, I think um, positive thinking. Uh, we used to say all of the time, "You haven't got cancer, you yeah. haven't got cancer," you know, and we we would go into the backyard and do our little rituals and things and. Um, basically killed the cancer yes, <laughs> by, by what we were by what we were doing with our little little rituals and stuff you know um all of that that intentional it, healing it, it's yes. a whole thing and, and mm. you know what you tell i say all the time to this degree when people think ugly or talk ugly about themselves and i say you can't talk like that because your yeah. spirit doesn't know the difference and when yep. you intentionally tell your spirit something different it does fall in alignment and i get goosebumps but yeah. i've seen what you're describing is mm. it's very real it's like it's like a yeah. like a practical magic almost or you know just a praying over it, meditating, but just having that yep. intention where, like you say, you're speaking the truth of the outcome into existence. And I mm. forget the, the name of it. It is spell them. work. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Mate. Yes. Spell yes. Work. There's one of the doctors on Health Freedom for Humanity who's, whose wife actually died from cancer, but he, he talks a lot about how uh, cancer has to do with just unresolved trauma. And that he believed yeah. that, that was, that was what happened with, with his wife, you know, that that was the yep. one thing that they never fixed. And that's why, uh, it took her out, you know? So I think there's, there's just so much more to it. Right. Yeah, that, you, you're spot that's on there, Ed, because, yeah. um, she, look, I won't go into detail, but she had some nasty shit go down, unresolved trauma. When, when we were doing all the research and everything, and she came across this and like it it destroyed us it was full-on it destroyed family it she lost friends family you know people that told us we were crazy mm. um but she had to face up to this and so did the people who gave her the trauma mm -hmm. they didn't want to face up to it but she did and that's another massive reason why and i you know if you talk to her she might give you more details i i'm I'm not sure. at liberty sure. to course. do that. Of course, of course. Um, you know, she, that the trauma that you talk of, massive, massive. And that's a lot with 
disease in the yeah. body. Yes. Anything to do with disease is energy. Yes. Everything's yes. energy. Yes. And once uh, I could go on and on here, but uh, once once you know about energy and you can manipulate energy, you can pretty much do anything. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't know how much more time we've Keep going. got. This is yeah. great. But, yeah. um, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you a story. When I was seven years old, I was in first class at school, primary school, and I uh, went up to my teacher. Now, this, there's people who have been in my life for 30 plus years, don't even know this story. There's not many people I know know this about me, okay? I don't know why I'm telling you, but I feel like I have to. I feel like this needs to come out. When I was in primary school in class, I, and I can remember this like it was yesterday. You know how memories sort of fade and you yeah. don't – this is like vivid. I um, my, I went up to my – we broke for lunch and I went up to my teacher and I said, are you okay, miss? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, why? And I said, oh, your colours have gone all muddy and, you know, I know that there's something wrong. And she said, what, what do you mean my colours are gone all muddy? I said, you know your colours. And she's like, no, what do you mean? And I said, and, you know, so I put my hands around her and I said, all of your colours, they've all gone muddy. And she's like, can you see colours? And I thought everybody could. So right. I'm going, well, yeah. And she said, the, all the colours around me? I'm like, yeah. And I said, I can see everybody's, can't you? She's like, no. <laughs> so she made me, she said, can you draw it for me? So I drew a stick figure on a piece of paper. It was just a, a, a lead pencil. And then I sort of shaded around the stick figure. I said, those colours. She said to me, do you know how special you are? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what's, she said, those colours that you see, not everyone can see that. Now, had I had had a teacher that wasn't a hippie, yeah. I think this could have gone a complete different yeah. way, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, so I was, I was hitting with the questions of, so the colours, not everyone can see them? She's like, no, nobody. I said, what about the other kids? No. And anyway, so she, we, she said, look, you go and have lunch and we'll talk later. So I went out into the playground and I sat down. And I was watching the kids playing and all I can see is colour going everywhere. Yeah, you know, which is all I'd ever known. And um, I, one of the kids, one of the little girl come up to me and she says, um, what are you doing? And I said, can you see colour? She said, yeah, I can see colours. You know, you've got a blue shirt on. And, and I said, no, can you see like my colours around me? She just looked at me with, Blank. what? Yeah. And she ran away. And then I went up, I went up to the sandbox and I said to this other kid that I used to sit next to in class, I said, can you see colours? And he's like, no. What do you mean? And I said, like all the colours around me and around everybody. And he's like, no. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I did, you know, obviously I was sitting there, I didn't say fuck. I was like, so I've gone back and sat down and the teacher's come out, Mrs. Dowling, and she sat with me. She said, are you Okay. And I said, I don't understand why I'm the only one who can see the colours. And she's, again, she's like, this is something really special. 
don't let anyone tell you that you're not special. This is, you need to keep this. It's called the aura. And I was like, oh, okay. I went home from school, went up to the public library. And instead of going and getting like a mad magazine or whatever I used to get, I said to the, to the lady behind the counter, can I have the aura book? <laughs> and, and she's said, is it about who? I said, the aura book. And then another lady's come up and she said, do you mean like the aura? I'm like, yeah, all the colours. She said, oh, over here? And so I've gone into the adult section, never been into before. There's this whole section. And she pulled out a book and it was a book on the aura. Hmm. And she's opened it up and and I saw those drawings. And I was like, oh, yes, this is it. Thank you. You know, so I took that and then I stood there for a while and I grabbed books on ghosts and, you know, all this other stuff. And went home and I couldn't obviously read majority of what I was looking at, but I could see the pictures. So I knew then that I wasn't crazy. Um, so anyway, cut that long story short. I've, that's been part of my existence of, of seeing people's emotions and um, everything, the energy. This is where I was going with it, the energy. So, uh, when you, you, so when I was talking with Jolene, so like manipulating energy and things like that, like I was pulling that out of her. Yes. I was pulling that energy, yes. that dark energy, that negative energy out of her. Um, so I think, so the worry, I don't even know why I just told you that story. It's amazing. Oh, we love yeah, that. Um, that. That you just but, made our, our night for yeah. sure. That's that, a really, really special. That is a very, very special gift. Yes. Uh, you know what? When you're a teenager, it's not so much. Right. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> and going through high school and you're like the freak. And so I, I learned early on to just not, talk okay, don't it. talk about this. Yeah. This is just my little thing that, and you know what, Megan, you'll probably appreciate this. Um, my mum tells stories of when I was a little kid and I used to get her cutlery out of the drawer, forks and spoons. And, and I'd go down into the garden and I'd set them all up in the garden and I'd be out there for hours. And she'd come out, she'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm saying, I'm letting the fairies play music. Oh. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm talking to the fairies in the garden and the little people in the garden and they just thought, you know, he's just a loopy kid and does all this crazy shit. But um, that was, that was all part of it. And, as I got through high school, as I was getting older, I, I sort of learnt to turn it off because I didn't want it. I, I was like, no, I do not want this. I, I don't want to see everyone's emotions. You're walking down the street and someone's like, oh, and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. people, what's oh. wrong with you, man? <laughs> what you, what, did you just day. take a wide berth around that person? <laughs> I was like, I don't want their energy mixing with mine. <laughs> and, um, and so I was the freak. So I, I was the freak kid. So I wanted to quieten that down and not let people know and go through life playing in bands and going surfing yeah. and just doing normal things, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, was, I learned to turn it off, but I also could turn it straight back on mm-hmm. if I needed to. I, uh, I've got a diploma in esoteric sciences. I, so I needed to – I was on the search. I needed to know how is this – what is this? I've taught people to see it. Um, 
not that I don't I don't think they can. I think what they see is their own aura and they haven't learned to see through, through it. Mm. Yeah. their own aura. So when they go, oh, I think I can see it, I think I can see it. They're seeing their own colours. They're and not the seeing color. their own yep. colours yep. Yep. before they can see mm-hmm. the other people's. I can definitely make people see the etheric body. That's easy. I can get people to see the etheric body real easy. Um, so now... Yeah, so after the teenage years and sort of all come back around, I started studying the esoteric sciences and um, and, I, and I went through all of that to figure out healing. So mm. I was then the freak who would go around on the psychic tours and do healings and readings and things like that for people. Um, and I was like, I was like this long-haired, twenty-year-old. And it's all single mothers that are in their like fifties and sixties and stuff, you know. And uh, it, it was cool. So I learnt through all of my experiences like that, the healing, the energy, and how to manipulate it. And that helped with um, Jolene and the cancer. That's how we we came to that um, that that. Uh, I, I don't even know why I've just told you. All. No, man. Incredible no, happy yeah, it's, outcome. It's, it's, it's Pedro. One of the most amazing this uh, is times I've ever had yeah. podcasting. Yeah, right yep, there. Yep. Treasure to hear this story. <laughs> it is, and and people need to hear these yes. kinds of things. This okay. is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we're gonna have to dedicate I, a whole episode. Do you, and do you know what do you know what's funny? What's I since Jolene um got healthy, I can't turn it back off. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm. Do uh do so, vaccinated yeah. people have a different aura? I have to ask. Well, you know what? The young bloke I work with in um he works with me like two or three days a week. When he's in the truck with me, I get a headache. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh at the moment I haven't noticed too much difference in okay. the auras. Um but I feel like that that will come. I feel like the traumas inside of their body will start to come out and we'll, yeah. we'll start to see it. So I haven't been around too many people that are completely vaccinated. Yeah. Actually, I rang my mum yesterday and I said, just a heads up, you might have to bail me out tomorrow and go into the rally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and she said, that they got their second jab, mum and dad. Mm. And I'm like, what oh. the fuck? How many times? What? I have to tell you. Yeah. you know? So did mine. That's the case. So and, did mine. But they want to travel. This yeah. is yeah. the thing. Same, a lot of people did mind. it for that. A lot. We're Same retired and we want to travel. Yeah, so anyway, uh, so I think now I'll, I'm, as more and more people get the double jab, I think it will start to come out into their auras i think we'll start to see their disease yes. um through through their auras which is you know like you can see people that smoke mm. you can see in their auras it's like bullet holes with little wow. spider webs that come off it and if the heavier the smoker the the worse it is oh now look i'm no expert because i've never met anyone that sees it exactly like me uh so i can only tell you what my personal experiences on it are um and I've been here, you know, when you, yeah, you've probably got them over there, the, they have the aura photos. They take the photos mm-hmm. of the aura and then they read the thing. Mm-hmm. And I stand there with my daughter. We were at this um, health expo and they had one of those there. And she's like, what's her aura like? 
And I was telling her. And then the photo came out and it, and it was all green. I thought, yeah, no, that looks nothing. And those photos don't even look like the aura. I don't know how they do or what they do with those things, but I don't think they're real. They could be, but it's not what I see. Yeah. Um, and I went up to this lady and I said, look, if you really want to know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what you yours like for free mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the next minute i had like this lineup of people <laughs> and then and they're like oh tell me what and the people who who were doing the photos excuse me sir can you go away i got kicked out of uh john edward he he did a tour over here and um and i was watching him and he's on stage and he's he said, oh, I've got this ghost right next to me and this mm. spirit and they're talking to me. And I'm like, where? I can't see it. <laughs> where, you know, I would be able to tell you if there was one there. And, I was, so I was, and, he, and they've, they've got this bouncer type dude who's come yeah. along. So, excuse me, so you're going to have to leave. I was like, no, he's a charlatan. <laughs> I can't see. No, there's no ghosts on that stage. Yep. You know, and I'm, so I'm getting shuffled out and I'm telling everyone, don't believe this crap, yo. <laughs> yeah, well, John Edwards. Yeah, I wonder what he's up to these days. Oh my god, he was a flash in the pan. Yeah, he, he he was just doing read like he was just reading people. I yep. think. Yep. yep, I remember. That. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he if he um, you know, when you bought your ticket and you had to put your name and your address or whatever in, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually looked people up. And, yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah. it was pretty sus. Yeah. What I saw, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Pre Google, though, is, I'd say. Pre, but anyway. Man, dude, Pedro, we're going to have to have you back for a whole episode cow. on all that stuff. Yeah, on, totally. Um, definitely. Bring Bef- Joel. Yeah, in sorry, on. man. I, Both of them. I went Joel off on a, on yeah. a rant there. Yeah, sorry no, this is great. I, it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you made our night for sure, made our week. What right? a beautiful yeah. story. Yeah. And I just. I always say that like all the things in our life lead us exactly up to the moments yes. that we're exactly supposed to be there. And, you know, like all of the things that you've done, you were born with this gift and here you are the most dear, precious person. Your partner is ill and you're able through all of that to be a part of her healing. That is an incredible story. It's yes. really, really beautiful. Yes. Yeah. It, I feel honored. Oh, that's that not the should. only reason though. She did lots of other things. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That. Everything has components. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But you you certainly touched all of our hearts. Absolutely, yeah. Sure. yeah. Pedro, you're the man, dude. Thank you that so much so for coming great. to visit Thank with us. So we have been looking uh, forward to this for yeah, a long while. Definitely, we'll do uh, this it's again. It's been awesome. We're yeah. gonna have to do this again, like maybe within maybe in October sometime. I was gonna let's say maybe yeah. October. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's look for maybe a Friday night, maybe same time, a Friday night in October, and maybe we'll and if Jolene's available, and we can all. Uh, talk about the cancer stuff and get into more esoteric stuff. That's yeah. great. To. I would love to take Absolutely. a break from COVID and talk about <laughs> yes, esoteric yes. stuff. <laughs> like yes. positive, positive. And stuff. it really is. It's it's the positive part. It's yeah. the hopeful part. And yeah. just like her knowledge of her own self and knowing innately mm. that her body, like what she was hearing, like this is not for my body. And I feel yep. like um, I, that's such a powerful thing. A lot of people have that, but I'm seeing more and more women in my circles start to really be in tune with that. You know, just over mm. the last year, year and a half, you said this was two years ago so it's really uh quite the phenomenon and it's really beautiful so yeah, yeah. and that's collective consciousness as well you know? absolutely it's, um, it's growing and you yeah. can see that yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. it's infectious isn't it too mm. yeah it is 
Awesome. Right. Pedro, wow. thank you so much. Thanks, Love you so Pedro. much. Thank you brother. so much, Pedro. My pleasure. Love, Love you, yeah, man. Have a good night. Love you guys. Love Have you a wonderful brother. afternoon. Thank you so much. We'll, hey, I'll let you know how the rally yes, goes. Yes, yeah, yes. Please do keep us up. Pictures and updates. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll spread our I won't have my phone. Yes. But... All right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Awesome, yeah. Pedro. Have a good one. Bye bye. Woo! Holy crap. <laughs> that was so much fun. Dude, that, like, yes. I mean, I hope people stick around because that just, like, we might that have to do like me. a two-part episode, maybe, maybe two parts. Like, but no, we'll just do the no, whole thing. I, mean, I do think. Um, I mean, actually, I don't know. It would be nice to do like a clip for an advertisement. I was just about to say it. a yeah, clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do, do it. Like a clip. Yeah, we'll, just we'll like, clip it out. Because like maybe dude, the part where he says, "I don't know why I'm about to tell you," so it like kind of builds yeah, yeah, a debate, totally. but we don't say what it was. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. Man, really powerful. I could it. just tell that he almost like when he was talking about his wife healing when he started to tell us about when he was young. Um, I could just feel like his whole energy, yeah. like he was just like the way he was motioning to kids. You don't see it around me. Like we were like right there with him. Yeah. And that's not the first time I've heard of a similar story of uh, people who like are genuinely gifted in this way. But it's been a very long time and it's few and far between. So that's just an incredible so testimony. Love it. Incredible oh, testimony. Man. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, a, what an incredible man. And just yeah. like. Uh, it's so awesome yeah. that he came on. I know. And so very fun. dynamic. And it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just interesting. A really so, pretty like, spirit. I just, yeah. again, I just feel just so blessed and touched. And it's just, again, like you said, Megan, it's just like these things were just being led along this path and we meet these incredible people and. Uh, right. In know, the right place the, at the, the right time. Spiritual guideposts that we it just is. come yep. across all the time and just. I, I just, I thank God for having Pedro in our life. Yep, for sure. me too. Absolutely. Me too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Wow. All right, everybody. Well, that was Pedro out there holding the line in Australia. Holy cow. Um, so prayers to everybody in Australia yep. for Pedro and his family. Yep. Until next time, everybody, I am Megan sitting here with my amazing friends, Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Pew, 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 pew. pew, pew, pew. pew, pew, pew. Ding!